subtle and hidden level. But God, we know that you're faithful. And when you begin a good work, you're faithful to complete it. I thank you, God, for the ways that we've witnessed that in the lives of those who are baptized today. I thank you for the privilege of being able to witness that in the lives of our young adventurers who are singing songs for Jesus, who are hiding his word in their hearts. And Lord, I know that if you're beginning this work, you're going to be faithful to complete it. And so, God, we pray that as we open up the Bible today, you would open up our hearts in the short time that we have together. Please speak to us, Jesus, our good shepherd. In Jesus' name, let everyone say, Amen. Amen. If you have a Bible, go ahead and find it. Find the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John, chapter 10. Some of our adventurers so proudly and some shyly quoted from this chapter, John chapter 10. Do you realize that this morning, Jesus promises, he says, I am the good shepherd. You know, uh, several months ago, I think Jenna had just started the Adventurer Club, um, and uh, one morning, I was getting ready for the day, it was a nice sunny morning, and I could hear my daughter singing at the top of her lungs, just sitting on the back step of the back porch. And um, the chorus she was singing was, I'm a little lamb today. Jesus is my shepherd at the top of her lungs. <laughs> I tell you what, for my young daughter to know that Jesus is her shepherd, it's very powerful for me to know that she's confident in that. Friends, this morning, the question is, is Jesus your shepherd? I asked the adventurers last night, actually. I asked a few of them, and I said, okay, so if Jesus is my shepherd, what does that mean he does for me? And this was the response I got from some of the more vocal ones. It says, he takes care of us. He helps us. He wakes us up from bed. He protects us. He keeps us safe from monsters so that we don't have to be afraid of anything. Is Jesus your shepherd today? You know, sometimes I wonder, how would the disciples answer that question? If Jesus is my shepherd, what does that mean he does for me? And I realized that in John chapter 10, the disciples recorded a conversation that Jesus had with them. John chapter 10, let's go ahead and take a look and just point our eyes to a few things. There's a powerful chapter here, but in verse 3, there's one specific thing here I want us to recognize. In verse 3 it says, To him, that is that good shepherd, the doorkeeper opens... And the sheep hear what? His voice. The sheep hear his voice. In other words, the shepherd is actually talking. It says the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by what? By name. And leads them out. The good shepherd leads us. If he really is my shepherd, it means first that he audibly leads us with his voice. That's the first thing. Jesus leads us with his voice, and he actually knows us by name. He doesn't just speak to a mass of people, faceless sea. No, he actually looks at you in the eyes and says, I know you, and I'm calling you. Jesus leads us audibly with his voice, tenderly, constantly. The very fact that these sheep are familiar with it, they've heard it before. They hear it all the time. Consistently, 
constantly speaking to their hearts and lives. So the disciples knew that Jesus was their shepherd. He always spoke to them. He always instructed them with words of encouragement, sometimes with rebuke, but always with wisdom and tenderness. Jesus is my shepherd. And then in verse 4, the Bible continues and says, And when he, the good shepherd, when he brings out his own sheep, he goes where? He goes before them. So if Jesus leads audibly with his voice, Jesus also leads visibly with his example. The good shepherd doesn't just say, hey, go out there, take a left at the first rock, and then dive down into that stream. No, he doesn't. <laughs> That's not what he does. The shepherd actually visibly, demonstrably leads out the sheep to safe pastures and to quiet waters. Verse 4 goes on. He goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. So here's this shepherd. He doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk. He's never going to call you to do anything. He's never going to call the disciples to do anything that he hasn't already done himself. Even when he says, take up your cross and follow me, he's not going to call us to do that unless he's already taken up his cross himself. And so he leads audibly with his voice. He leads visibly through his example. And the third thing, jump down to verse 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I don't know many shepherds like that. But there is a good shepherd who actually gives his life for the sheep. So here's Jesus, the good shepherd. The disciples, okay, Peter, okay, John, if Jesus is your shepherd, what does that mean he does for you? Well, one, he leads with his voice. Two, he leads by his example. Three, he gives his life for the sheep. You know, this weekend is a special weekend, Memorial Day weekend, right? We honor the lives of those, not who just gave some, but who gave all for the honor of their country, the safety of, of you and I. And while their valor and their dignity is immense and awesome. It doesn't hold a candle to the magnitude of the Son of God who actually gave his life for you and me. Jesus is my shepherd. He doesn't just talk to me. He doesn't just show me. He actually gives his life for me. And this picture of Jesus being the good shepherd, I'm sure the disciples knew it. They saw it firsthand. For three and a half years, they walked and talked with this good shepherd. They heard his voice. They saw his example. And then they realized that, yes, he gives his life sacrificially for them. And this picture of Jesus as a shepherd probably so deeply impressed Peter, I would say, for example. Because when Peter is writing in 1 Peter chapter 5, and he's writing to church leaders to say, hey, this is how you take care of people. He is writing and he says, hey, you should be shepherds who take care of the flock. Do you realize that? Remember who Peter was? Before Jesus called him, what was Peter doing? Okay, maybe he didn't have the line, right? <laughs> maybe he had the nets. But Peter was a fisherman. And he's telling people how to be a shepherd. How could a fisherman 
know what it's like to be a shepherd unless it deeply changed the way he saw things. Do you realize when Jesus first called Peter, Jesus actually said, hey, you're a fisherman, but I want you to be a fisher of men, right? That was his first commission. But do you realize that after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, Peter was recommissioned? You remember that story? John chapter 21, Peter and his friends, they said, hey, I'm just going to go fishing. I don't know what to do with my, I'm going to go fishing. And so he goes fishing, catches nothing all night long. In the morning, they see a figure on the shore and the shore says, the, the man on the shore says, children, have you caught anything? And their answer is, we've toiled all night and got nothing. The voice says, come. Excuse me, the voice says, cast your net on the other side. They catch a load of fish. When fish aren't supposed to be jumping into nets, they get them. And Peter recognizes, John recognizes, John says, hey, it's the Savior. Peter jumps in, swims to the shore, and as they sit around a fire where Jesus has already been cooking breakfast, so Jesus is not only a shepherd, he's a chef, Jesus asks Peter three times over, Peter, do you what? Do you remember? Yes. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Peter, broken by this question, because he knows where he's been, he knows that he just several days earlier denied ever knowing Jesus. And every time Jesus asks this question, Peter's response is, you know that I love you. And Jesus comes back with a simple phrase. He says, feed my sheep. Tend my lambs. Feed my the first time Jesus called Peter, he called him to be a fisher of men. Now he calls Peter to be a shepherd. Why? Maybe because now Peter could understand that fulfilling the gospel ministry, doing what God has called him to do, isn't just about catching people, but it's about keeping people. It's not just about getting souls but about growing them. Now Peter could understand because he had not only been caught, he had been kept. He had not only been gotten, he had been grown. And so Peter understands, yes, yes, I'm a fisherman, yeah, but really, Jesus is calling me to be a shepherd. Powerful picture. And so we, we think about this, wait, Jesus is my shepherd, but he's calling me to be a shepherd. So there's a dual identity here that is true, not just of Peter, but of anyone who follows the Lord Jesus Christ. It's true of anyone who says, yes, I love you. You are both a sheep and a shepherd. You are both a sheep and a shepherd. So let me ask you a question today. Will you shepherd others as Jesus has shepherded you? with your voice, with your example, with your sacrificial giving of your life. I'm looking at some adventurers here. I'm looking at some young babes in the faith. And I'm wondering who is going to speak to these lambs consistently, constantly, tenderly, so that they're familiar, not just with your voice, but with the voice of the Savior. Who's going to speak? To these lands. 
who's going to show these lambs, not just talk the talk, but actually walk the walk, to go out before them, to actually press down the thorns before they cross. Who's going to go before them and lead them by their godly example? And who, who is going to be compassionate enough to not just give some, but to give all, to sacrifice for the sake and well-being of these precious lambs. Whether they're younger generationally or whether they're younger spiritually in the faith. Friends, Jesus is calling us to be shepherds. But in order for us to be shepherds, the question is, are you a sheep of Jesus? Bottom line today is, is Jesus your shepherd today? Because he is speaking. He speaks all the time. He's audibly trying to connect with you. He's audibly trying to call you by name. Will you listen to him today? (laughs) Jesus is your shepherd, not just talking, but he's showing you by his living example. He's moving in your midst. He's moving in my midst. Question is, am I watching where he's leading? Am Am I going where he's leading? Jesus is our shepherd, leading us with his words, leading us with his example, ultimately leading us with the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary. And maybe it's become cliche to us, maybe it's become a routine to us, but the reality is that it can never grow old to receive the blood of Jesus. It can never grow old to come to the foot of the cross and say, yes, that is my shepherd. And so today, how many of us would be humble enough to say, yes, Jesus, Please be my shepherd. Amen. Amen. I want us to pray together. And as we pray, I I just ask that you would really um, allow yourselves, open up your hearts and allow yourselves to be shepherded by the Good Shepherd. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we've seen lots today. We've heard lots today. Ultimately, we pray that our hearts would be changed today. God, I thank you for your faithful leading, and I thank you for the ways that you've been leading in the lives of those that we've seen up here on the stage, of those that we've seen walk through the waters of baptism. But for every single individual here, God, I pray that you would call us each by name today. Jesus, please be our shepherd. Forgive us for the times when we wander. Thank you for being the Lamb of God who actually takes away our sins. Today, we look to you as the only shepherd. Please lead us day by day, we pray. In Jesus' saving name, let everyone say, Amen. Amen. Again, as we are dismissed, the deacons will be collecting your tithes and offerings. God bless you. Let Jesus be your shepherd.